I want to say thank you for being here this afternoon as we've gathered to uh, remember and celebrate the life of Faye Terrell and to give honor to her Lord as we've gathered today. Um, as we get started, Donnie has a word of thanks that he'd like to give and then he'll uh, open us with a word of prayer. It seems like that uh, we were just here, you know, and, and we were about three months ago, but uh, um, I just want to thank a few people, and I want to honor my mom as I do this, but uh, I want to thank the church family. It really mean, meant a lot to mom that uh, so many people would visit and send food, um, you know, and, and forgive me, I'm sure I've not got everybody's name down, but I think it's deserving that uh, those that I do know that, uh, that they, I mentioned their name. Uh, Judy Stevens and Linda Bowles, Stacy Emman, you know, for all the visits and the food that you did. Uh, Ed Branch and uh, his sons, and it seemed like we could just call about anything, and, you know, they know how to fix it. And they would come. Uh, and Jacob, for all the times that uh, he would visit and pray, and uh, y'all got a great pastor that does a lot of visiting whether you know about it or not. Um, Donette, even though she's kin, uh, she would come all the time and uh, visit with my mom and bring food. Same with uh, uh, Jackie and Kim Mears, they would come and visit and bring food. Uh, and uh, Michelle's husband, uh, Robert, um, I don't know how many times we had to call him to pick one of them up off the floor when they fell, but they just live right next to my mom and dad. and. Uh, many times and uh, he's a big guy and he can pick them up so uh, but uh, Kenneth Kenneth Chilton that uh, from all his advice on the health and uh, his, his history and experience on health uh, visiting and the food that he brought uh, thank you um, Christy you know you came really often you know and uh, it was uh, so good that you did I appreciate it and um, we had some caregivers, you know, over the last uh, year. We pretty much had 24-7 of care for my mom and my dad, and, uh, and I just want to mention their names of uh, Pam, thank, thank you, Pam Norman, thank you, Annette, thank you, Maxine, thank you, uh, Michelle, who lives next to, next to mom and dad, helped so much, and uh, Linda, she's here, thank you, um, and uh, few others that's not here, I think, is Jamie and Heather and Leslie. Thank you for, for helping them. And uh, it was sort of like an extended family after a while that, uh, you know, calls at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever the time was, you know, someone, someone was there. Um, Mary Ellen, thank you. Um, from her nursing experience and uh, the praying, advice, and the talking, She's, she's a good sister. Okay. Francis and Glenn, you know, thank y'all for coming and seeing her so much. And my sister Sonia, you know, she, uh, she did so much. And, uh, you know, we got to see each other a lot on kind of the way mom and dad was. But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate her coming. And she lived, you know, living in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and her coming and doing uh, lots of things that's behind the scenes that nobody would know. 
doctor's visits to, you know, being an advocate for my mom and my dad. And thank you, Kevin, for putting up with her not being at home and uh, all the things that went on with, with my mom and dad. Uh, Diana, thank you for just allowing me to be gone so much. And uh, really, I don't know if it's least or best or most, I don't know, it's, uh, but my mom loved her grandkids and her great-grandkids, so. And anything that was, she would talk about was that. And uh, Casey and Hayden, thank you, you know. And I'd have to say Cody and Tate, uh, so, so great. I know they're not here, but thank y'all. And uh, I'm going to throw my son into it, but he's more like a great-grandson than he is a son. But uh, Dash, she just loved. We FaceTimed almost every night, and I think that kept her going. Caroline, Patrick, uh, Goldie, they were really just an inspiration for my mom to, to keep going. And uh, I got a few more things here that, uh, as I said, she would, what I think my mom would FaceTime my son Dash, and that would, she would, as other people have said, that was their caregivers, you know, my aunt, and they would say she was just waiting on the call. She was just waiting on the call that we could FaceTime. And, uh, you know, I guess the, since my dad has died three months ago, I asked my mom, you know, after he had died, if she was going to watch westerns all the time. And uh, she said, no, I'm not going to watch westerns. And uh, I asked her a couple times since, and she still said, no, she's not going to watch westerns, because uh, I think she got her feel of westerns with my dad. Um, you know, I'm with the caregivers, thank you for... Uh, you know, especially toward the end, you got to take her outside and she got to see, you know, the sun shining and, uh, and, and feel the air. And I think it helped her live a little bit longer, for sure. Um, if, uh, you know, my mom was such a loving person and, uh, you know, seeing her here lay is, it's, it's hard to see her because she always had a smile on her face, you know. I don't remember my mom not having a smile on her face, you know, it didn't matter how much pain she was going through or the situation, she was going to smile. And, and a lot of times it was the jokes that my dad would say, or most of them weren't jokes, they were real life, you know, real life situations that would happen. So, and, and most people can't believe that, but that's, that's another story with my dad. Um, but I'd have to say my mom was always just so fair. And my sister can say this, that when we were little, you know, and a lot of people now don't understand it. We'd go to the grocery store and, um, you know, we'd get one candy bar. And one would cut it and the other one would choose. And that's just the way it was. She was that fair. When she um, spent money at Christmas, it was down to the penny. You know, that she would spend money on each of us and grandkids and all that. Um, you know, and mom, I have to say... Uh, between my mom and my dad, we were in this church. I grew up in this church, and we were in this church. You know, most people say they were drugged as a kid and, and drugged to church. You know, I was here more often than drugging, I think. It was between the music, the choir practice, you know, playing the organ, practicing, piano, cleaning gutters and painting. It seemed five or six days a week that we were here as I grew up. And uh, I, think, I thank the church for that. Um, um, she loved flowers. 
you know, and my, I don't remember my dad really liking flowers early on, but somehow because my mom loved flowers, he started loving flowers. And he started, uh, instead of tomato plants, he would grow flowers <laughs> lots of times. And, and uh, he was always, take, we was always having to take a picture and, uh, of that, and, uh, you know, and he would have to make copies, and he would hand it out at church and different things like that. Uh, but yeah, he really, he really helped my mom. Um, it was uh, many laughs that we got, and uh, it, and I grew, grew up in a family that I laughed all the time, you know, at each other, at others, whoever, you know. And uh, and you may even notice in the program that, and, and thank you for my wife doing the program. There's two different dates, and we would laugh over this. Uh, she was actually born May the 27th, but the government had her born May the 28th. And we put both dates in the program, okay? I don't know, nobody's told me they caught it, but um, I knew it, but, uh, but it, it's intentional, okay? Because she celebrated both days, I think is what she, I think it was, a, I think it was rigged from the very beginning somehow. Uh, and as I said, we laughed. We laughed all the time. And, and uh, you know, sometimes it was a painful laugh, and sometimes it was just a belly roaring laugh. But uh, I couldn't have been raised by better parents than I was raised with. And uh, I just want to, my mom was so great. You know, my dad had his way, but my mom had her way. But I just wanted to say a few words, and if we can, let's pray. Lord, mighty and most merciful Heavenly Father, Lord. Thank you, Father, for just allowing me to be in your house once again, Lord, even under these circumstances, Father. I want to thank you, Lord, for just a great mother that, that treated her son and daughter just so great and was so fair and so loving that uh, I can't ever remember her saying a crossword, Father. Thank you for being so good to us. Lord, we just want to thank you for, you know, her devotion to the church and how she spent 62 years either on a piano or an organ and uh, a choir, leading the choir, and this, this was her life, and she enjoyed it, and she did it, and, and she did it with a heart that was meant to be. Father, I just want to thank you, Father, for you know, her helping my dad through times and her understanding my dad of how he was. And, uh, you know, he's not the, as you know now, he's, he's the humorous person out of the world, but... Uh, Sometimes it got to be pretty serious, too. Um, thank you for the church, Lord, that supported us. And all the times there's been visits and where the pastors has came, the members have came, and they just looked after my mom, Father. Just thank you so much for that. It says, thank you for a mom that uh, loved her kids and loved her grandkids and her great-grandkids. And, and she made it known with a laugh. It just would, you know, fill the room and, and fill her face, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for having a mom and a dad that was Christians. That we were raised in a Christian home that had Christian beliefs and Christian actions, and there was not any deviations from that. You know, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for a mom that made it enjoyable to, and a dad, to go to church and to serve you, Father. Lord, I want to thank you, too, for giving us that promise that one day we'll see her again. And I know today, Lord, she's with my dad, and I'm sure they're laughing. And she's with her brother Dewey, and 
Brother Philip and my grandfather and grandmother and all those others that passed, Lord, and I know they're having a rejoicing time, Lord, just uh, worshiping you and singing about you, Father. And again, thank you, Lord, for just being so good to us, to have given us a great mother. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I am Faye's daughter, Sonia, and it is a beautiful day today to be in heaven. Amen? My mom was the living example of the fruits of the Spirit, so I'm going to talk about those for a few minutes. Galatians 5, 22 tells us, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I'll start with love. Mom loved the Pilot Mountain High School class of 1960. And I was really tickled that some of you were telling me you graduated with her. She loved your reunions. At 18, Mom married Dad. She delivered Donnie when she was 20 and me at 22, which is like every little girl's dream. She loved her family and adored all of her grandchildren and great-grandchildren, as Donnie said. But I got to tell a short story to honor my dad, right? Because you know he was the greatest storyteller in Surrey County. My mom lived by the motto, no news is good news. And she loved sending cards. Some of you guys told me she sent you cards, and I know she did regularly because I helped her with some of them the last few years. But when my brother was in college, he came home for a special event. And our family took the photos, and then we had to go print the photos, and then we mailed the photos to Donnie. He was at Campbell at the time. My mom loved cards, but she didn't like writing letters. Some of you don't know that. But she wrote a note to Donnie, and it said, No news, love mom. <laughs> well, Donnie has a double dose of personality between mom and dad, if you don't know that. So he took the note without the photos and he goes and shows his roommates. My mom is the best. Look, and they read the four words, no news, love mom. They kind of felt pretty sorry for Donnie at the time. He had said she's the best mom and little did they know she really was the best mom. And joy. My mom uh, had so much joy in her life. You guys talked about her smiles. She was famous for family recipes. We can't even agree on what our favorite recipe was. Uh, in the program, we've got angel flake biscuits, but also coconut cake, sweet potato casserole. A lot of you got to enjoy a lot of her food. But she had a special bond with her two sisters. They brought her so much joy. They could work and they could laugh together at the same time. Her art, we have her art in the back and in the front because she loved painting. And uh, she grew up with a mother and aunts, two sisters and nieces that crafted together. And Simmons Grove knows that she created these special hand, handmade Christmas ornaments that so many of you guys told me you still have her icicles, right? Um, and she did those for decades. Simmons Grove was so special to her. This church had a special spot in her heart. She found joy in the music ministry. 
especially Christmas cantatas. If Donnie and I had Christmas uh, choir at our churches, she would say, you mean a Christmas cantata? <laughs> she loved the WMU. Peace. Uh, in my 59 years, I heard my mother curse once, and she was quoting someone at the time. Patience. My mom was married to Don for 63 years. <laughs> Some of you must know my dad, right? <laughs> Kindness and goodness. She loved books. She loved reading. She read about 50 books every year until the last few years. And when I was a child, she took me to the library right across from the Andy Griffith Museum. And we would always, she and I, would get the maximum number of books allowed. And it was about as many as I could carry. Some of you guys received some of her books because she would personalize them. So when she would give Francis or Christy or any of you guys books, they were the style of book that you liked reading. And that was very special to her. Faith. My mom was a believer, and she attended this church before she was born. And my parents had the keys to this church. She's the reason my dad's in heaven. He was baptized about the time they got married, and they both only were members of this church ever in all, all their lives. And you guys all know about her music ministry for 62 years. So I've just got to say that our family and community have really been blessed with my mom for eight decades. So thank you guys. Well, you can go home now. I don't really have anything else to say. I'm so thankful um, that I've gotten to know this family and that I got to know Don and Faye. You, you all, you knew her a lot longer than I did and, and you know, I hear a lot of things that I can tell and uh, you all got to see them and live them. And uh, I'm so thankful that you have those memories and I'm thankful for the years that we did get to spend together. Um, really, when we came here as members uh, about eight years ago, just getting to know everybody. I mean, it's just Don and Faye, right? There's no Don and there's no Faye. It's just Don and Faye. And uh, sometimes I'll call my wife, you know, when she gets off work and I'll tell her what I'm doing. I'm getting ready to go see Don and Faye or I'm going to Don and Faye's house. And the last 14 weeks or so, I hadn't gotten used yet to just saying I'm going to Faye's house because that's just not a thing. Um, I think it's appropriate uh, that so near together, they are back together again in the presence of the Lord. Uh, but they were, they were members that were just faithful. There's no other word to describe, I, I don't think, than just faithful uh, to be here, whether that was for worship services, Sunday school, uh, Wednesday services. Um, she was over here on the organ every week. Um, you know, a few years ago, uh, when Pastor Dale was here, they, they honored Faye and just recognized her for the years that she had put in here 
and uh, wanted to just give her a little gift and, and recognize her for her years of service. And they thought, you know, about that time her health was starting to turn, she might take that opportunity and just sort of retire. And uh, so we recognized her that Sunday, gave her a plaque, had lunch downstairs, and next Sunday we got here and she walked right back up to the front and sat down at the <laughs> organ again and played until she absolutely could not any longer. And uh, I'm thankful for that, uh, that show of faithfulness. Um, then as a pastor getting to visit in their home and uh, hear the stories, the inexhaustible supply of stories. And uh, Don usually was the one who would start the story, but Faye's part usually came uh, with the line, now Don, that's not right. And she'd try to correct him, but he just made up his mind what the course was, so she'd just sit back in her chair and fold her hands and just smile and shake her head uh, for the rest of the story. And uh, she, she continued on uh, in faithfulness just as long as she was, as long as she was able to be here. Uh, even just a few weeks ago, uh, before uh, those couple of hospital visits, I went to go see her, and she was having a good day that day, and she was talking about the possibility of maybe finding a way to get back to church one Sunday. Uh, and so I'm, I'm just thankful for, for those experiences. A lot's been said about love uh, today, and, and Sonia mentioned the fruit of the Spirit, the first of which is love. And love often gets talked about in cliche ways. Uh, it seems like when we get together at services like these, we talk about uh, what our loved ones loved. But there's something special, isn't there, whenever you find a person who truly lived out a life of love, not in a merely cliche or superficial kind of way, but in a way that was real, that was genuine. Uh, and you could tell it. It was authentic. And that's what I saw in Faye, and that's what you all saw in her. I mean, just the number of people that Donnie had to thank today shows you how much people cared for her because of the love that she showed to others. Faye lived uh, a kind of love that God commands all his people to live, and we can learn lessons even from uh, her today, though she's not with us. In 1 John 4, the apostle John gave the command. He said, Beloved, let us love one another. This was the kind of love that God commands all his people to live, and it's the kind that, that Faye lived. It's a love that extends to every Christian brother and sister. Whether it's somebody who sits on the same pew as you as church, or maybe you go to different churches in the same community, or whether it's a Christian that's separated by an ocean, right? They're on the other side of the world. This is the kind of love that God commands all of us to live. It's a love that's selfless, it's sacrificial, it's unconditional. And that's the kind of love that we've observed in Faye's life. But where does that kind of love come from? When you meet these, these special people, these unique people who really love in such a way uh, that you don't see in everyone, how does someone live that kind of life and sustain that kind of love for decades? I mean, it seems impossible, doesn't it? Maybe you do well for a while and be nice to people, then you kind of burn out. You get tired of it after a while. But how do you sustain that kind of selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love? And that's the very thing that John tells us. He says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. You see, God himself is the very source of love. 
It's not something we can uh, maintain and, and produce our whole lives apart from him. It's something that comes from him. He's the fount from which all love flows. We wouldn't know anything about love apart from God. It's love that's present in every believer. He said that uh, everyone that loveth is born of God. It's something that God produces in us. It becomes part of who we are when we're born again. You see, the reason that Faye was able to love the way that she loved was because God had made a change in her heart. Now, she was apparently really young. I don't know exactly when she, was, when she became a Christian. You know, just being born into a church family and growing up in church doesn't make you a Christian. God has to do a work in your heart. And at some point, Faye recognized her need, and she turned away from her sin and put her trust in Jesus, and God caused her to be born again. He gave her a new heart, made her a new creation, and put that love inside of her so that she could live it. That's the same thing that God has to do for you as well. You can't produce this kind of love on your own. You can't sustain it through your whole life in your own strength, but it has to come from trust in Jesus and that new heart, that new life that he gives you. And it's because of the love that God's shown us. How did he show it? He says this, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, God selflessly, sacrificially, and unconditionally loved us, when Jesus came into the world to lay down his life for sinners. He loved us even when we didn't deserve it, even though we're uh, rebellious sinners who like to go our own way. He loved us, and Jesus laid down his own life and took our sins on himself and died for us and rose from the dead so that we could be saved. It's through his love, through that new heart, that new creation that he makes us, that he enables us to love like he loves and that's the evidence that we saw in Faye's life. Evidence of love. Love for her family, all of her family. Love for these caregivers. Love for this church. Love even for strangers. Because it's a love that God produced. And it's a love that God can produce in each of you. If you put your trust in him. God's love gives us a promise, too, in the same letter in 1 John 3. Here's what he says. He says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Friends, that is our hope today. It's our hope because of God's love for her. Faye has seen her Savior and will live with him for all of eternity. We don't sorrow, Paul says, as those who have no hope. We have that hope, and it's our hope because of God's love for us. We all can experience the same. But if we'll turn from our sins and put our trust in Jesus Christ alone, he will give us two hearts, and we will see him too one day. And then we'll see Faye and Don also. May I pray for you all? Our Father, you are so kind to us. And I thank you for your word, the promises of your word. That for those of us who have put our trust in Jesus, that all of our sins are washed away. 
that we've been given new hearts and new lives, that we have your love inside of us. And I thank you for the way that Faye's life demonstrated that love. Lord, so many things already said from this pulpit and things that have been said as people passed through the line and stood in the back and sat in the pews. Stories have been told so many, so many times even today. And Lord, all of this is because you have loved us. We know love and feign you love because you love. And Lord, if there's anybody here who has not experienced that love, may they see their need and be saved even today. I pray that your hope would comfort this family as we head out to the cemetery to plant her body in the ground. We don't do it without hope. But knowing that just as she has seen the face of her risen Savior, so we too will one day see him and be with her in his presence for all eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.